0: Okay, welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you come to listen, to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. I'm your host, Dr. Rob, also known as Robert T. Gardner, Jr. And today, I'm bringing you what I call another one of my top topics. My child is gay. WTF you know in social media WTF I believe means what the fuck but in this context and in the context of the show today WTF means why the fight why do we fight with our gay children about their gay lifestyle i i came across an article Written by uh, Jeffrey Ream and Andrew Peters. And I just wanted to share an excerpt with you about the significant and serious situation regarding our young people, our children, all over America and the LGBTQ community. So I'm going to go right to the article. It says... LGBTQ individuals are at an increased risk of suicide. Now that has been the case for a long time. Homelessness further increases the risk as does family of origin rejection. Now what does that mean? Family of origin rejection simply, simply states that where these young people come from, they are being rejected by their families And they are, they have suicidal ideations. The fact that they are in many cases, or a lot of cases, I should say, um, they are thrown out of their homes. And so now they become homeless. And then that further increases the risk. And so our families of origin have not been, you know, and this is, there's a long history of this over the years. And I bring this subject up today because my child is gay. And so I just wanted to share the perspective with you as far as society is concerned. And although things are changing and have we have come a mighty long way in terms of the acceptance of the members of the LGBTQ community, we still have a very long way to go. And so, suicide and homelessness, those things are still in effect for young people who are either suspected of being gay or come out to their families or their parents as being gay. And that is the price or consequence of being gay. So, I have a question that I like to pose to you. Is an abusive man more acceptable than a gay man? Or what about is a young female gay family member better off dead by way of suicide than being gay? Perhaps the LGBTQ lifestyle. Angers and concerns some parents. I mean, I'm not sure the direct effect in each and every individual home, but what I'm really speaking to based on, you know, some research that I've had done and some discussions that I've had with members of the LGBTQ community. There, there is a, a school of thought with some parents that their children are making a choice, or made a choice to be gay. Now think about that. Who would make a choice to be kicked out of their family, to be shamed by their family, to 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 have their parents kick them out of their home, the in many cases the only place they've ever lived, and and many other ways. Who would choose to want to be banned or kicked out of society? And as I said earlier, things have gotten much better in recent time, but we still have a long way to go. So is it a choice to be gay? Perhaps for some, for reasons only known to them. I do not know that as a fact, but what i do know and believe it is a feeling for others it is a thing a real thing there is a there there let me say that again cuz i i my words kind of got muffled there is a there there and it's real we or i could say you can despise gay people if you want. However, between, you know, the Bible referencing gay lifestyles, and we know that the Bible covers life some 2,000 years ago or something like that. And if gay lifestyles are mentioned, there's scripture in the Bible referring to gay people, and that tells us that being gay has been around for as long as mankind or human uh, human mankind excuse me for the double doubling up on that term but in other words the idea of of gay people gay lifestyles has has been in, in existence for as long as we know in addition I've done some research and also, uh, you know, come across some people. And I've learned that there's a school of thought that believes there's a, a large number of animals in the wild kingdom, which includes our dogs, that dogs and other animals are gay and have same sex sex and lifestyles in their own in their own communities as as animals. Now, can you imagine a dog, man's best friend, being gay? How would that go over if you knew your dog was gay? That's funny. What do you think about that? yeah I'd have to laugh at that myself if um <clears throat> if, if I found out my dog was gay. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that. I'm just saying that it really says that being gay is real. And we need to start looking at that, especially when it comes to our youth, that we birth, that you know, these are our children. And so now that uh, it's a reality, a reality of the LGBTQ, I'm sorry, a reality of the LGBTQ community, but now I want to discuss my reaction and experience with my gay child and hopefully provide a new perspective as to how we should treat our family members who are our children who are part of the LGBT community not in many cases not of their own choice but of their own feelings and desires who are we to say as a matter of fact before I move into that I wanted to I wanted to bring up a point or a, a word that I learned while I was in college. And the word is ineffable, the ineffable. And so while I was at college, I took a class, a theology class. And it was one of, one of the best classes that I have ever taken, just in terms of the new information, the just, I mean, it was just enlightening. But the word ineffable, as described and defined by the professor, the professor stated that ineffable meant the moreness moreness to life than we know. And, And as I said, I learned about this in a theology class. And the moreness to life than we know, in other words, the professor was saying that there is more to life than we know. We know that we can do open heart surgery we can we can uh switch kidneys between two people who are in need of a kidney we can do all types of surgeries and and send men and women to the moon and those are the things that we know we can do but then there is the UFO now I'm not necessarily. You know, because I don't, I have never seen one. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm. what I'm really saying is the idea of the fact that there is history and documentation that people have seen UFOs. That speaks to the ineffable, the moreness to life than we know. So who are we to say that it is not natural to be gay or that? these type of people don't belong here on earth with us. So I think it's just important to, to understand that there is so much science, so much more to life than we know. Perhaps we should think about this when we think about how we feel about our children who, come out or who we suspect to be gay little boys or young boys or gay females, teenagers, young adults, what have you. And so with that said, I'm going to take a break. And when I come back on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk about my experience with my gay child, W. T
1: F Have you read any good books lately? Your host Robert T Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, You will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and back to the show.
0: Okay, welcome back. You know, before I get into the story about my daughter, I just wanted to say, do you, do you think it's right to, to mistreat any type of people because of race, because of sexual orientation? I want you to think about that. I'm going to check with my listening audience and see what they think about the mistreatment of our young people in the LGBTQ community. Let's hear from the audience. What do you think on that? Okay. <laughs> I, I I'm with you on that. So, what I wanted to talk about but regarding my my I have a daughter. And when I'm trying to get out I'm kind of stumbling over my my thoughts because I'm trying to to announce that my hope and my plan would be to have a part 2 to this podcast my my child is gay wtf and part 2 of this podcast would hopefully include an interview a discussion with my daughter and I like to talk to her about you know her self discovery and her journey uh as a young lady feeling differently than um, what society's expectations would be, or maybe even what she would have for herself. I'd like to invite her on on the podcast to come talk about her experience and her f- feelings, and hopefully to share some insight what an actual LGBTQ member goes, goes through. So let's um, look forward to that. And we'll see. I'll reach out to her. I know she, my daughter's a little shy and timid, especially about this subject. But I think it would be very helpful to not only her but to you, the listening audience, regarding maybe yourself, your family members. or We all know somebody. If we don't have a child on the LGBTQ spectrum, we know somebody. We're related to somebody who does. And with that said, let me go into my story about my child who is gay. Well, she was born, she was a beautiful baby. And I I, I am not saying that because she is my daughter. I mean, she was just the, the most beautiful little girl that I had seen. But at the same time, that was the first time I ever held a baby you know, right out the womb, right after they pop out of their mother's womb. But she just had a bronze complexion, a full head of hair, and then I discovered her nose was just like mine. I said, oh, my God, that's the only thing that, you know, if I could have fixed that little nose there, I would have. But she has grown into the nose, and she just has a pretty little face right up to this day. But at any way, just in talking and, and and being with her, I was divorced from her mother. So I was in the house with my daughter up until the age three. And she was and still is. She was just a wonderful baby girl. Loved her daddy, you know, and I was proud to have her as my daughter because I always wanted a daughter. I remember as I dated, I'm just going to sidetrack, as I dated I was attracted to pretty girls, but I was a nice guy. And, and my friends used to tell me, Bob, girls don't like nice guys. That's why you're always getting dumped. So I wanted to have a daughter so that I could love her unconditionally. And the hope was that she would love me back, which I love her unconditionally and she loves me back. And so I'm really... Really happy with that. So so as a little girl, you know, I was with her in the same house up until the age of three. And then her, me and her mother divorced. And then I became a parent biweekly. And during that time, as she got older, say seven, eight, I would take her shopping. You know, I, I liked clothes, nice clothes, look nice, feel good kind of thing. So I would shop for her. And she... You know, never wanted dresses and skirts. Because, you know, I'm looking at this pretty little girl. I'm like, hey, let's get you some skirts and some dresses. But she was always saying, nah, Dad, she wanted the pants and the shorts. But okay, you know, I'm, I'm noticing this, but there's nothing to it because I don't see anything in her behavior her actions. She's just a little girl who, at this point, seven, eight, 9, ten, does not want to wear a dress or a skirt. Okay. So she wanted to learn how to play basketball. I taught her how to play basketball. I'll never forget we were watching the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena play tennis. And my daughter was about three years old, two years old. And I said, hey, would you like to play tennis like the Williams sisters? She said, no, dad, I want to play basketball with the men's. So I'm like, wow, if that's her dream, then I have to feed the dream to help my kid do what she was born to do. So I taught her how to play basketball, and she had a nice little basketball career coming up and through high school. And, and then that ended. So as a matter of fact, that's a, a nice segue that I pick up with shopping for her now that she was in high school at the time. She's in college now. But at the time, she asked me to take her shopping for the junior prom. And so, the proud dad that I am, of course. And, and you know, I know that we're not going to do the skirt or the dress. I'm already, you know, I'm beyond that. But I, I said she could pick out the store. And pretty much to my surprise, she, she took me to a store that was a store totally that totally sold clothes for boys and men. And I have to tell you, I was taken aback. You know, not I wasn't mad or angry at her. I just could not believe <laughs> that I could not believe that my daughter brought me to a store to shop for her to wear for, to shop and buy something for her to wear to the junior prom and there was nothing in there but suits men's and boys suits so again and not having any experience with this at all you know i did not get upset but i my position was that you know i'm not going to buy you you know, boys' clothes just like that in out of a boys' store. I mean, perhaps if we went to a store where it was boys and girls, I might have been able to figure that out, you know. And this is no issue for her now. At You know, for me, the issue is becoming a thing, if you will. However, I, I'd like to point out again that I, I, I was not mad. I did not get upset with her. It was just, you know, confusing and real at the same time. And so I just did the best I, I could. And I, you know, we wound up going to another store and I bought her some, you know, you know, some things closer to what I wanted. But at the same time, she found the things that were acceptable to her. And so chalk it up, not to, you know, my head. But I just didn't know any better, you know. But, it, you know, the experience is becoming more real. And at this time, I'm, I'm also suspecting, you know, you know, there's no boyfriends coming around, you know, even though I was cool with that. Because, you know, sometimes these young girls, they lose their mind in high school over these boys. And my focus for my daughter was school education and, and, and prepare to go to college. And along the way, hopefully, you'll meet a nice guy. So the, the the lack of the boys coming around did not necessarily concern me, but it was something that I noticed. So at any rate, the next year for the prom, we did no shopping for the prom. She did her own thing, and I did not even see her on prom night. Now, she doesn't know this, but I saw some pictures of her in the suit and the tie. You know, looking as sharp as her dad looks when he wears his suits. And so, okay, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm there. You know, it is what it is, but she's not communicating. And then my wife and I, we started, you know, we'd be at home sometimes sitting around watching TV with her, and we would ask her, you know, are you gay? You know, do you like girls? And and we tried to make her feel safe to say, we're not judging you. We're not against you. We just are trying to learn more about you. And she adamantly denied it, but there was no trouble, no tension, just trying to have a, you know, a discussion about her sexual orientation. So I let it go and, you know, just kept moving. And then now let's fast forward to college. So my daughter is away at college. She's in her senior year. And I, I'm still loving her, still proud of her because see, I think the thing here with, with our children, whether they're gay or straight, is that as parents, we, our job is to, to find ways to ensure that they're happy, you know, improve their self-esteem, work with them regarding their emotional intelligence and helping them with their ability to um, handle rejection. So, so my goal for all of my children gay straight or otherwise is to is to facilitate a path for them to be happy in their own journey and their own lives. So back to college. My daughter she's she's now she's away at college. And she sends me a text, you know, she's a junior. I mean, I'm sorry. She's a senior, you know. It's a we, it's a big year, so she sends me a text, you know, just saying, "Dad, I'm coming home for the weekend with my friend," and I'm like, "Coming home for the weekend with your friend? What friend?" <laughs> you know, so so. You know, I'm saying to myself, this is not really, you know, I I cannot communicate with her by text because, you know, when we text and we don't talk, then our words are misunderstood, misinterpreted, and I'm looking at this as a very sensitive situation. And so I have to think of something to address this in the way that, you know, helps my daughter understand that, you know, I'm with her, but, you know, help me understand what you are talking about so that I can, you know, then share with you my thoughts about what we're going to do in regard to that. And I'll pick up with what happened after this break. I'll talk to you on the other side.
1: Relationship Readiness Life and Work Preparedness Services, the place you come to for coaching, consulting, and counseling in life, love, and work. We are a multi-purpose service organization that will coach you up, educate, guide, and motivate you to succeed. To learn more about our programs and services, please contact Robert T. Gardner, Jr. by email at changeagentrtg at gmail.com or request a meeting for a free one-hour consultation at relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and let's go back to Station B.O.B. Okay,
0: welcome back. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my promotional public service announcement regarding my business services. So as I was saying before the break, my daughter sent me a text saying, Dad, I'm coming home this weekend with my friend. I'm coming home this weekend with my friend. And I'm like, you know, I know what she's talking about, but I don't know what she's talking about, if you understand what I'm saying. And so (laughs) I'm laughing because it... It actually really threw me for a loop. So I sent her a text saying, you know, I need you to clarify what you're talking about, but I would like you to download the, the app on your phone called Duo, D-U-O. And I'm going to, I have the app, and I'm going to call you, and we're going to have a video call with me, you, and your friend, which I did not know her name at the time. So I said, and we're gonna do this on Tuesday at such and such a time. So my daughter responds, Why are you doing why are you doing this? I said, because I would like to talk to you about your Informing me that you're coming home this weekend with your friend. And I did not want to, to have that discussion by way of text. I think it's important that we see each other so that when I express myself, I can be, you know, you can see me, you can see the expressions on my face and you, you, you get the proper, the proper energy related to the message that I would like to convey convey to you about this subject regarding your friend. And then I can see you, I can see her, because I would like to have her present as well. Because my daughter had mentioned to me that um, her friend was nervous about meeting me. So I wanted to also include her so that I could, um, you know, clear up this whole thing about her being nervous. So let's fa- fast forward to the to the duo call and so there is my daughter and i'm asking her now that we're on how you doing could you now share the camera with your friend and then she introduced her friend and she was a pretty 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 little young lady and seemed to have a very sunny disposition so I introduced myself and we, you know, we kind of had some small talk and I mentioned to the young lady, I said, um, you know, my daughter tells me that you're nervous about meeting meeting me. So, you know, jokingly, I said to her, <laughs> I said, well, you know, I'm the good parent. I'm not the, the parent that you need to be concerned about. So you 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 are all right with me the reason why I wanted to have this meeting today is because Taylor sent me a text saying that she was coming home with you over the weekend. And I really did not know, you know, I'm talking to them now. This is the discussion with my daughter and her friend regarding them coming to my house or home over the weekend together. So I said, you know i wanted to do a a virtual call so that we could see each other so that you can see my facial expressions and, and and get the proper energy the accurate feelings that i am conveying that i'm conveying with my with my message to you regarding the subject and i wanted you guys to feel comfortable because the the whole texting thing there's no that's just ice cold there's no you know feeling to that at all So at any rate, so we go through that and um, I explain to both the young ladies that, listen, I I totally support what you're doing. You're grown. This is, you know, where you are in life. And what's important is that you do what what makes you happy. I can't live your life. I cannot walk your journey. I'm very happy with my life and I'm very, I'm even more happier with my, with my journey. And so I mentioned to them though that as much as I'm okay with what you guys, you know, are doing with each other, is that I have two younger children at home. And my wife, she's, she, we, me and her, or her and I, we're on board with this. We, we totally get it. We're there. Full throttle support. But my concern as a parent, you know, as a parent, because neither one of you are parents, you know, I'm referring to them. I'm saying that with my eight year old daughter and 11 year old son, You know, any parent has concerns about what their children hear, see, or what they're doing. And I don't have any experience in dealing with, you know, in this type of situation. And I just don't think, you know, at this time, this is a good time to come to the house, you know, as an item, you know, and spending the weekend. And to be honest with you, I explained to them that even if this was a... You know, if Taylor was trying to bring a young man from college, it it would still be the same thing. He probably would have to stay at a hotel because I know the deal what happens, you know, when when the the girl and boy are at the crib and the parents fall asleep. I know how that works because I used to be one of those little boys with some of those little girls, so I understand. So the idea is that, we we are there with you, and we're okay with everything. We want you to be okay with everything. It's just the idea that I have to manage this situation as it relates to the other children that I have here in the house. And so without you knowing really how to handle this, this is what I thought would be the best way to do this to so that we could talk, and see each other, communicate openly. If you have any questions, please share your questions with me. But just know that I love you. Um, it's nice to meet, you know. It was nice to meet the young lady. I asked her what she was studying because she's also a student at the school, a senior. And she's studying um, social work. And I you know I asked them we joked about who does the cooking because I know that my daughter she can't cook but she can do so many other things so I just wanted to make sure they were eating right you know but I'm I'm saying all of this jokingly and it was a really a great discussion and I felt you know like without knowing the right thing to do I just tried to use common sense and at the same time you know be sensitive to others to understand you know their position And so the phone call ended and I think an hour later or maybe shorter in in a shorter period of time, my daughter sent me a text saying, thank you, dad. You know, thank you for loving me. And that was very touching to me, you know, because I didn't do that to get any special reward or acknowledgement from my daughter. But I'm glad that she felt. You know and understand that I do love her As she's my first born Or whether she was my second or third or, or or last born I only have three children by the way I would still love her just the same But as a parent to hear uh, Or just to see the message that She received the message that I was trying to communicate To her and her friend, (laughs) that was just very rewarding for me as a parent. And so that's my story about my child is gay, WTF. Why the fight? These are our children. They are born into the world. They come through us. They don't belong to us. And they're going to grow up, live their own life they have to find their own path and their own happiness and and they are who they are and so to to the parents i know if you're listening if this topic affects you believe me i know that this is not easy for for anybody including myself it's just that i am more open to you know the diversity of the world, uh, you know, as as a young as a young person growing up, and I grew up in a public housing project in in East Harlem, and there were a number of gay children, both male and female. The females seemed to. Um, have a you know masculine tendencies, and they were good at it. And and I don't say that you know that's not a criticism. I'm saying it seemed natural to me. And then the boys in the neighborhood, and there was a a, a large variety variety of them. They had feminine characteristics and they too were good at that the mannerisms the and i and i say good at that not as if they were acting Uh, i say that to to say that it was natural and so as a young person i don't know what's good or bad or right or wrong i'm seeing this but i don't have a an aversion to it you you understand i'm just seeing that boys acting like girls and and some girls to include my sister. I had a gay sister. She was um she had masculine tendencies. God bless her. She overdosed on heroin at the age of 20. Her thing was not suicide because she was gay. She just fell in line with the peer pressure of that time and, you know, became deeper involved in drug abuse than we would have liked to or liked for her to do as, you know, as my sister and our family member. But my sister, my oldest sister was gay. And I loved her, and she loved me. And so, as I said, this may be difficult. But understand that your children are your children. They have their own path to walk, their own places to go. And if we love up on them and help, hopefully build them up, in terms of their self-esteem, listen to their stories, find a way to be more supportive of them. They will grow up, and they will probably more than likely move out of the house, find their own place, find a safe haven for themselves with their friends and other like-minded people that are more accepting um, to them. And so, you know, we, we have to do better. We, we, we have to do better. To, to have, you know, I refer back to the, the article or the excerpt, I'm sorry, that I referred to earlier, which states LGBTQ individuals are at an increased risk of suicide. Homelessness further increases the risk, as does family of origin. We have to do better, family of origin. These are our children. They are who they are. Just as you are who you are. And so I cannot tell you how to parent. That's not what I'm trying to do. All I'm suggesting is that you find a way to understand that your child, what they, who they are, what they feel is real. And so with that said, if you have any questions about this topic or what I call a top topic, please feel free to email me. At changeagentrtg at gmail.com My name is Dr. Rob Hopefully this show brought something Some form of enlightenment to you on the subject I'm looking forward to more top topics And expanding my podcast to to YouTube and other places But I want to thank you for taking the time to listen today Keep, do, keep doing what you're doing Keep your head up And I'll see you the next time Peace As we wrap up this show I hope this topic Helped you to grow And now you know A little bit more Than you knew before If you have any questions About this topic please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org to learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., If I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.